Hello, and welcome to Everything Remade, a podcast that I hope is about growth as much as it is about music. I'm Edie Quinn, and I'd like you to hear something. You're hearing Traveling by Rid of Me, which is the title track of their newest LP called Traveling, featuring my pal, Iteria Rosenberg, on bass and vocals. Listen to the full album at ridofme.bandcamp.com. dream about my childhood home too i think it was like i want to say i was like two or three and it was somewhere around the holidays because i remember a lot of toys being around and i just remember sitting in a giant chair and then the other one is around that age too i thought that i couldn't sleep for a period of time i don't know how accurate that was or why that's how i remember it but i remember laying in my bed i had like a canopy bed and just like staring up the material and just like thinking that I was like never going to be able to sleep. Those are my two earliest memories. <laughs> so you like, you, this is, this <laughs> wasn't, that says, this wasn't something but, that like persisted when you were a kid. Like, I don't know. It's hard to say like how accurate my memory is. Yeah. Um, you know, as I aged and like, I've, done a lot of drinking and drugs over the years i don't drink anymore um but i've had my fair share of partying so it's hard to say how accurate uh my memories are at times but um i do have like recurring like childhood home dreams a lot and stuff like that yeah Yeah. i'm not really sure about the sleep thing um where did you live in the same house for like a really long time as a kid I lived in this, yeah, I want to say, I guess since I was like two, from like two to maybe like 17, so like 15 years. Okay. Pretty, pretty long time. Like pretty much all my childhood, I guess, right? Yeah. 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 It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. Like, yeah, I, like, I think when I, I think when I was a kid, like, I think that I moved around like a whole lot, but like, there's only two places that I can really remember. And it's weird because hmm. I think they were pretty far apart. Like, in, interesting. In age. Yeah, and there's, and it's like, the one is. Where not, did you you moved around a lot? Yeah, I mean, I when I was younger, like I lived in Dayton, Ohio, and like I, I moved around a lot, like in the city. Like I didn't move. Oh. Okay. I didn't move out of the state. Oh, and, like, I see. I see. <clears throat> I moved out of state later. Like I moved. We moved to Florida when when I was like a teenager. But like. Uh huh. We moved around a lot in Ohio, like, 
um, when I was a kid. And, and I only just really remember like this one really like messed up apartment complex. Like it was literally like one of those like, um, like leaks in the like hallways, you know, and like, um, just like torn up carpet everywhere, like, and all this stuff. And then like, yeah, we, we moved out of there. And the wildest part about that place is like, um, we moved out of this place. Like they were like, uh, okay, everybody has to go like it, within this three month period or whatever. Right. Cause they're like condemning the place. And then like Ugh. not even a month after we like moved out. And I think everybody was like all out. Cause I think we maybe had to stretch it to find a place. Yeah. Know? Um, uh-huh. but, um, like a month after we moved out, like the building like exploded like this, Whoa! Yeah, like what? the 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 like bo- the furnace, the boiler, like the main whatever, like holy just, shit, just like exploded. Yeah, and it's it's wild. Like I do oh remember. Oh my god! Yeah, it, it's it's like yeah, one of those things where it's like now that I'm older, I'm kind of like I'm okay. They're gonna condemn it. That's you know that much is is you know true, and so right. it could have been like they knew like, oh, that's really, or it could have been like an insurance scam. You know what I mean? They could have been like, yeah, sure, sure. get everybody out of here and then just torch the place, you know? But yeah, it's, yeah. it's really weird. Um, I didn't even think that. I was just like, man, that's some fucking, sometimes the universe delivers shit, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Like holding off so people are out of there. Fuck, yeah. That's crazy. I remember yeah. like one really weird thing that I remember about like what happened and this took like a long time for some reason like but I remember Mm -hmm. I was at my cousin's house and my uncle was like they're demolishing that building that you used to live in because like it just like stayed there just like burnt to a crisp and whatever for like however long right until they wanted to do something with it my uncle was like my uncle was talking about like um, like when they do that, like how far like the dust particles and stuff can travel when they like demol- yeah. demolish buildings and like people, it's like really, it's really like bad if you're anywhere near that because it's, you know, yeah. it's the whole building. It's like, um, but yeah, I just remember like, you know, being a kid and just being like, well, like worried, like if we were too close, like, cause we were. I mean, we were blocks away, but the way my uncle was saying, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, I just had this really weird feeling like this building's going to kill me like one way or another, you know? Because like, yeah, I had a bunch of like, yeah, like whether I'm living in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, boiler explosions are fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's wild. Like, um, I didn't see that one. Um, but like at some other point, I definitely Did you saw, see another one. You saw, oh, I saw it on t- on like TV. Oh, yeah, sure, not sure. not in real life, but like on I TV. Mean, that would be wild if you're like, okay, so I had to move out of this building that was being condemned, and then the boiler exploded, and then I watched another building explode by a boiler. Yeah, where I like, like 
had so, or I like developed some kind of like movie fixation on this concept and you know like oh yeah uh-huh. <laughs> like I just I just found out about them yeah. and traveled there just so I can watch you know like yeah some, yeah right, that's, that's right. a you know that's something to keep in the back pocket for like some kind of plot you know um, sure, you start seeking out um buildings in need of new boilers <laughs> uh, yeah it <laughs> Um, but yeah, hopefully when you moved out of your place, it wasn't because of anything like that. It was just time to go, right? No. Yeah. It was just time to go. Right. Um, so your childhood home, like, were your parents like really into music? Is that how you like started figuring out that you had a love for music or did it come like later? Um, so my mom actually, uh, was a dance teacher and choreographer. So I grew up dancing. So that was kind of like my first, uh, like, I guess like passion or thing that I was like really, really into. Okay. Uh, I really loved to dance and I, and then I kind of discovered with that, that I really loved to sing as well. So I would say that kind of introduced me to music and movement, which, you know, I guess like playing music is, um, was dance mostly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my parents weren't particularly, my dad liked music. Neither of them were musicians or like, uh, super music fans, uh, aside from dancing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, I guess my obsession, my love, my, uh, <laughs> insane love for music. Came just casually as uh, I got older. I guess started hitting puberty and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Y- you said you, that dance was your first like like passion though. Like, um, is this yeah. like, competitive and or was it like just like it uh, was? Group? But well, it was both. I guess like okay. I danced through my mom's dance studio, but I would also like you know like. I would audition for um, different parts in, you know, plays or musicals or things of that nature that required dancing, uh, other programs that were dance programs and stuff. I've never been, like, a very competitive person, so that was, like, an element about um, being a a more, like, serious student of dance. Uh, That was something that kind of, like, turned me off from that. Right. And probably led, led me astray uh, a little bit, um, but I do love to dance still to this day. I don't, I don't do it uh, the way I used to. You know, like I don't do classes or do it on stage or anything. But yeah, I love mm. movement for sure. So, w- would you consider that like your first like introduction to um, like like performances and stuff? Like, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And were you enamored by like that part of um, like um, dance as well? Like, did you know like right away that that like performing in front of people was something that like you were really into? Or actually, yeah, I think I knew pretty early on that I liked to be on stage and perform. Uh, I don't think I knew why. I guess I still don't really know why. <laughs> um, <laughs> to be honest, yeah, it's uh, not always yeah. easy to pinpoint for sure. Compulsion, yeah. Um, 
cathartic. I, you know, I view this something that's very cathartic, but, um, and I like to, it's a way to connect to other people, which is cool. Um, anyway, but yeah, I think I knew I liked, it was weird. I was like really shy when I was like a young child. Um, but I was very, but I liked, I I let the shyness go, I guess, when I was like performing. Mm -hmm. So I guess that helped me. In a lot of ways, yeah, I've always really liked being on stage. I guess, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought I always thought that, like, you know, I, I I was, I guess, like I, until people got to know me, then I I was I always felt like real awkward and shy and stuff, and and sure. it was like, um, you know, playing music and and stuff like that was like an excuse for me to have something to talk to people about. I guess you know it was. Sure, absolutely. It made it a lot easier, you know. It's just like, yeah. <coughs> um, and yeah. yeah, I don't know. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean the 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 catharsis and stuff that didn't come until I was really playing the kind of music that like lent itself to that, you know. I mean, um, is there's a? Did you start playing music when you were really young? Um, not necessarily, but I just didn't start. I didn't. I. The first songs that I wrote and stuff were more, it was like I was telling a story instead of, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And I was like, I yes. was working my sure. own stuff in there, but I was mostly like telling a story or like trying to um, account some kind of like idea and instead of like injecting myself like personally, you know? Uh-huh. Um, I, th- I think... Sure. I guess, you know, not to be too corny, but I guess I also thought that was some kind of way to, like, shield myself from being too real with people or whatever, you know, like... um, Oh, man, that's not corny at all, yeah. yeah. I understand that. And so, I don't know... Believe me, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh Yeah, Yeah, it's been... I think, like, even though it's been years since I've had that... um, I've, I've had that like attitude towards it or whatever i it's interesting to think how difficult it still is for me to say like my like truest shit you know as it were like just because like you know i mean i've said it like a bunch of times on the podcast but it's like there's that thing like lyrically where you want to say like only exactly what you want to say and you want to get like right down to the point of it right but you have to make it more interesting than just like the world fucking sucks or whatever is actually on your mind you know so like that's that's the rub isn't it like finding a way to say the world fucking sucks in a way that hasn't been said a million times and in a way that also sounds authentic to you know your own voice and etc you know my take on that is don't worry about if it's been said that way a thousand times, if it is like authentically how you would voice something or like you need it to sound in order for the song to make sense to you in a way that validates you and allows you to connect to other people, then fuck it. Say it the same, mm-hmm. same fucking way. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. Yeah, that's awesome. Also, it makes me like it makes me wonder what you think about like 
Um, because this is something that I've often done, and I don't know that this is necessarily like wise if you want people to relate to what you're saying. But like, what do you? How do you feel about just like if what if what you put down doesn't make sense? Like, I feel like that's fine. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, like. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it's I don't know. You know, it's like. You mean makes sense to other people? Right, right. Okay, music is uh, can be languageless, right? You mm-hmm. can get something out of a song that has nothing to do with the lyrics per se. For sure. You know? Um, I think so. I don't know. I think that. <laughs> hey, yeah, it's my dog. Um, <laughs> sorry. I don't know. I think, I think that's all up for the audience to decide, right? I don't know. You can connect. You can connect to people. You can connect to a song where, you know, there's uh, songs that I absolutely love that are sung in other languages that I don't know what the words are. Right. That's what I was. That's where I was you know, so, thinking. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Like I don't know what Diatro's saying. You know, but like. Yeah. I don't know what. Rain is saying, I mean, it's well, I mean, I guess, you know, this is my tiger suit. Everybody knows that. But like, yeah. uh, you know, like, <clears throat> I don't, I don't always, yeah, exactly. I don't always know what the bands are saying, but yeah, you, you can feel like the intent. And I mean, I don't know, maybe yeah. there's something, maybe there's something, it's like, maybe it doesn't feel to other people like it feels to you. Maybe other people just, Oh, 1,000%. Yeah. yeah. Like, you, you you, yourself, you're in your own head, and you're like, I didn't connect those dots the way that I wanted to. But other people are like, oh, I get it. You know? Like, mm-hmm. as much as it is supposed to be gotten or whatever. Right. Um, and everybody, you know, we can't help as the universe revolves around all of us, right? We can't <laughs> help but take something and, and immediately, like, apply it to your own experience or where you're at at that very moment, you know, like. And sometimes, like, something hits you harder than something else at a certain moment. It's just time and place. So it's, like, there's a lot up in the air when it comes to uh, uh, (laughs) the correct or incorrect way of interpreting anything at all. I mean, relationships, fucking, you know. Right. Art. Right. All sorts of shit, so. Right. I don't know. Then what you said about... It's just the hope that you... Go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. No, we just all hope that we find something that we connect to in some way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, What you were saying about, like, the time and place, that made me think about, like, um, how y'all have released, like, um, you know, y'all have had, like, a steady flow of releases, but in those releases you'll have a song that you would later re-record for your album. So I have this weird, like, and I'm about to go, I'm about to go back on this for the first time in like 15 years or something, but I have this weird, like, and this is just for me because other bands Mm -hmm. do this all the time and it's fantastic. But, um, I have this weird, like, because of exactly what you're saying, like that time and place, right? Where, okay, so somebody hears your thing and it's just the right thing at the, exactly the right time and this imprints on them at this time in their mm-hmm. life etc and um like so 
I am always like, I like won't even remix something once it's out there because I'm like, I what if, like I don't want to, um, I don't want to change the relationship that somebody has with this this piece of work. Now, obviously, like mm-hmm. y'all are like, well, you probably played the songs more, and you're like, well, you know. We tweaked it, this and that, and obviously we can, <clears throat> excuse me, we can probably get like a more, a recording that sounds more um, true to what we were, you know, trying to accomplish and stuff. Um, so uh-huh. what are your thoughts about like, you know, um, is it just like, well, we're giving people another version, like another flavor, or is it just like, this is the optimal version of this song like how does rewriting and re-recording and you know not necessarily rewriting but you know what i mean how does all this go through like what's the process that y'all have for all this um i don't think we really thought about it that much we kind of okay those were yeah with honestly that's fair too um, yeah yeah we we the first time we put out like broke shit and true right i'm like uh uh uh, those were just like demos of those songs right you're like fuck it let's just like show people that stuff we're working on so they were just like demos so what we do uh a lot of the times a lot of the time when we're writing actually all the time now um is howard our drummer mike howard uh we have two mics so it's howard plays drums Mike Howard and Mike McGinnis. McGinnis plays guitar. And um, so Howard will go into our the studio that we use, our friend's studio, Gradwell House in Jersey, and he'll record drums. We'll, we'll write out songs, we'll program drums, we'll record riffs in McGinnis's basement. McGinnis has like a little recording setup. And then Howard will go record drums, and then we'll go back and we'll record all of our parts. So we're constantly recording as we're writing. So we constantly have demos to work with. So that was like, these were just two demos that we had. And we just decided to like throw them up on the internet and put tapes out. It was, it was fun. Um, mm-hmm. And then once it was time to record the record, we knew that these were two songs that we wanted to be on the record. We were pretty sure. And then we decided, yeah. So then we just re-recorded them yeah. for the record. And that was it. Yeah. We, I, I don't think, maybe we talked about it. I don't recall, but I think for us, we were just like, let's just keep like doing shit and putting stuff online and just like throwing stuff out there and just like, you know, see yeah. how it goes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, I think yeah. like, I felt like, you know, it, it, I, whether, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to like, you know, say that, like because you know the last couple of years touring has been you know yeah. uh like either not possible or you know spotty sometimes um sure and, and but it's like yeah i feel like that kind of thing used to happen like a lot more where it's like you know you just you're like well we got a couple new songs and we're going to go out on tour so we're going to throw them on a tape yeah. and and go for it you know so it's um it's totally like it it's just it's totally like understandable that there's a million reasons why you know bands 
re-record their songs and whatnot. I just try to get mm-hmm. like different takes. Um, <clears throat> I think like it's, I don't know. It's just, there's this, um, really like, like I said, it's, a, it's, it's, it really only applies to like one of my bands too, where I'm just like, I don't know. I don't, you know, and part of it, I guess, is because I'm always <laughs> like, I'm always like, kind of like, I could, if I, if I was going to re-record this and like, it could possibly be better, but ooh, what if it's worse, you know? <laughs> right, like, right. Uh, yeah. I don't know, you know, like. That's not a bad way to be either, too, because like, it's some, sometimes people have like a hard time finishing things. So, yeah. or like knowing when something should be over. So I think it's really good and positive that you're able to be like, you know what, this is done. Yeah. Because people can get real, you know, caught up in their head with shit like that. So. one record that I actually that I did it's not it, it's for this other project that I do called the hope hereafter where I recorded three songs because I was like I just wrote three songs and I wanted to see if I could sort of write a record like this so I re- wrote and recorded yeah. three songs and then I was like okay that sounds really cool like and then I, I'll, I was like, okay, well, I don't want to release these three songs, so I'll re- write like seven more songs, then I'll record everything. And when I went to re-record those three songs, and I mean, I did re-record them, like, they just were not as good, like, for whatever yeah. reason. Like, I don't know. So maybe I Maybe it was your own personal time and place. Yeah, maybe. And um, so I just, uh, I just basically took, like, I sort of took the levels from that first recording and I sort of transferred them over to the other seven songs. So there's like uh-huh. the first three songs are like this and the, and I mean, I think if you listen to the album as a whole, you can't really tell that that's what happened. But if I would have let the re-recordings of those first three songs like stand instead of the original three, I would have known like, it would have been in my head, you know, just like, oh, this isn't, this ain't it, you know, this isn't as good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, I don't know, especially like, you know, now that you've done a fair share of like, sort of like your own recording, you know, where you all do that um, yourselves, do you, 
do you all do like several takes of a song like um, before or is it just kind of like you go in, you record the song and um, I mean, you obviously will do like <coughs> different, like you'll be like, oh, that bass track doesn't do what I want. So you might redo it. But like, do you have like several versions of each song per session that you do or is it just like no there this is the one and we'll do our parts until it's right yeah so i guess like normally it starts with like somebody has a riff we record the riff um maybe that person has other riffs to go along with that riff and those are all recorded and then we program drums and we kind of start there mm-hmm. and we go okay and then there might be like rearrangement of sections or parts. Usually Howard is a is a big rearrange guy. So is McGinnis, the rearrange guys. I'm I uh, I am the least effective member of the band. I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I am the uh, no, just kidding. Um, yeah, anyway, so then it starts with, I guess, like, a we kind of come up with, like, a base idea, and then I guess, like, people just kind of, like, learn and write parts, and then we just go in and record them. And that's it. We're pretty, like, one, we're pretty, like, constantly go, go, go. So it's like, here's the riff. Here's the other riff. Let's record drums. Okay, here's the guitar parts. All right, now I got to write a bass part. Write the bass part. Go track it all then it's time for vocals. And then I have to sit down and go, what the fuck am I going to sing over this? Right. And then, yeah. So that's so, when you get like cerebral about it or whatever. The rest of it is just like, let's rock. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I guess like writing is always cerebral, but like, you know, like, uh, yeah, for sure. I feel like I definitely, I don't know. It depends. It's really hard. Like I, I'm like such a, I love melody so much. And uh, I think about it a lot. I think in terms of music a lot. Um, And so it's like pretty easy for me to like, I pretty quickly know what it is that I want to like sing. I would say generally the thing that takes me the longest is probably like lyrics. probably. Mm -hmm. Um, But as soon as the song kind of comes together pretty soon after, like, I would say I know like what I want to do vocally as well. So I think all of the things except for maybe lyrics are kind of like at a hundred. Yeah. Just like go, go, go. Yeah. Not that we don't, we don't like rush ourselves, but we're just constantly, we like being on the move. Right. Um, You said like melody is a really big thing. So do you, um, do you create the melody of the vocal like first? Before I do the lyrics? Yeah. Do you sort of yeah, like yeah, have, yeah. yeah, okay. Always, yeah. Yeah, I've, um, uh-huh. I've, I've done that quite a bit as well. And sometimes I even record just the melody and um, that's, yeah. yeah. Do you find that, do you do that also? Sometimes. Um, I've definitely recorded uh, vocal parts with like incomplete lyrics. I'll have like words that maybe I know I want to incorporate. Sometimes that'll actually inspire the lyrics. Like, um, I'll have, like, a word that I like the way it sounds with a note or something. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, okay, what does this make me think of? And then I kind of take it from there. Sometimes. Sometimes I already know what I want. 
Um, yeah. So. Yes. No, it's no, we, we're just Uh, still getting there, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's really weird. Like sometimes I just, uh, I get so beholden to the, the cadence or whatever that I thought I was going to do that. I, I find it really difficult to veer away from that. Do you ever have that as well? Where you like try to hold on, like you, you're that first melody you have and you're just like, that's the one, like, do you, always have to stick with that or are you still pretty flexible where you're like let yourself move away from that if it you know if it just happens I'm pretty flexible um if I find like a melody or something and I'm like I pretty immediately am like I don't like this and then I'll move on to something that else until I find what it is that I like um yeah, I generally, I generally try a bunch of stuff with vocals. I would say I'm pretty flexible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. <clears throat> not. To, sometimes. Not to say that I haven't experienced that. Right. I think I have, but I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, there's just there's sometimes when there's um something that is just not working that is so like smashed into my head at some point I had to just step away for a bit because it's like, yeah, I need to forget whatever I was thinking about how that should go, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I guess that's the luxury of like having a bunch of projects to like to move to. Yeah. How many bands do you have? Um, I don't, I mean, like, uh, bands that, or projects. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know. Um, but like so bands many. that could play shows, I mean, you know, maybe like three, but yeah, lots oh, of, shit. lots of projects. Um, but I mean, right now, that's no, a lot of bands to play yeah. shows. Three yeah. bands. Well, n- none of my bands yeah. can play shows yeah. right now. Cause I need like, Three hundred something dollars to fix my van, <laughs> but uh, right. But yeah, I mean, we've all been there but as well. I could potentially, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, going back like a ways before we like you know start like pontificating about all this uh, like um, process <laughs> stuff. Um, uh, how did you originally like come into like heavier music like? How did you, you know, start your your pipeline to playing music? To playing music, or to yeah, I mean, just like you know, from from being a fan to like, what was your first like band that you still listen to that you're like, okay, this is this is what's this oh, is what Nirvana. it's all about. Nirvana, okay. I was gonna yeah, guess was- because. This is like uh, the right age, and also you know y'all covered Teen <laughs> yeah. Spirit, so um, so Which we just thought it was funny. Yeah, well, I mean y'all did a really great version. I th- I think that oh thank you. Before listening, you know you wonder what can someone really do to make that song <laughs> their own without uh, like changing it so much it's not the same song or just almost sure. playing it you know, identically. And I feel mm-hmm. like y'all really did that. So, you know, it's awesome. Thank but, you. Um, That's awesome. Um, Appreciate that. So was it just like most people's ex- exposure to Nirvana, Nirvana? Was it like 
you see the video, you're like, what the hell is this all I about? Honest, yeah, kind of. I don't remember. Again, my my memory is spotty at times, but um, I don't remember exactly when I heard them or when I saw them or whatever. I just remember the experience of, of being like, oh, I didn't know music could sound like this. Um, you know, coming from, at, at that time, like, shit that was being played on the radio did not sound anything like that. You know, I mean, yeah. even, like, uh, so, it just, like, kind of blew my mind. I was like, this is so fucking cool. And then I was just, like, immediately obsessed and just, like, bought all the records. And then that, in turn, got me into bands, like, Sonic Youth and, like, uh, um, like, Fugazi and stuff like that. So they kind of like led me into the world of shape. Yeah. That's awesome. Was there like a record store that yeah. you were picking this stuff up or was it like Oh down, yeah. Download? Yeah. The town that I grew up in um had an has an still has an awesome record store called Siren Records it's in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Um amazing record store, independent record store, it's been there forever. And uh they would like let us like go hang out there and it was just like a very cool spot for you know like a weirdo <laughs> a teenager in like a small suburb right um so yeah i was always buying music from there i actually worked there for a period of time too which was awesome that yeah. is awesome it's a full circle mm-hmm. yeah. there yeah. uh-huh where that yeah. um so how did this like go into like where you start thinking like okay this is maybe something that I could do like when did you start um, wanting to play a musical instrument and what was was bass your first instrument um no okay I technically I guess my first instrument was like piano but I didn't really stick with that but I I that's how I first that's the first instrument that I learned like not well but efficiently uh for a child and then i got a guitar and i played guitar on and off kind of for years i had sang in bands but um i didn't really play guitar in any bands i actually didn't start playing guitar seriously till i was like 28 or 29 um and then i just kind of went for it uh and started a band and then just didn't look back so okay yeah. but you were in bands like as a stand standalone vocalist like when you were yeah younger? I was, when i was a teenager yeah okay. um, yeah what were those bands like uh like punk bands i guess like okay. very the like fugazi inspired um a lot of like at the time like a lot of the punk stuff that uh, I was into was like his hero is gone and like tragedy and stuff like that. Oh hell yeah! Um, a lot of like city of caterpillar and majority rule. Yeah. So kind of those vibes too. Um, yeah. Are there any highlights from like, that that um, are online, or is that just all kind of? Oh God, I don't <laughs> know. Maybe I think there might be. Um, I'm sure there are. Uh, I don't know where they are. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to see things. Okay, okay, okay. 19. Uh, Well, I mean, I don't know. 
Well, I mean, it's what it's. Yeah, it is weird, but like you know, the thing the thing about that is, especially when you said nineteen, is like, uh, wasn't a guitar player from Converge nineteen when they recorded Beyond Hypothermia? Like, I think that's what I read the other day, and then yeah. I was like, shut the fuck up! <laughs> like, yeah. that's that's I bonkers. I know when people are really young and they yeah they do like the uh, prolific things. Yeah, some or like, like have a really you know like something really. Influential, yeah, like, like a really seminal grand. release. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah, it's um. So yeah, I don't. You know, I was uh, like, I gotta ask. You know, but um, yeah. What? Um, I haven't thought it. <clears throat> no problem. Uh, so what um, what would you consider like your first band that you know you were like, um. More like more serious about i mean not just serious at at the time i guess but like where you were doing recordings and you know something that you would like look back on fondly uh uh that would be legendary divorce okay nirvana reference okay um yeah it was a band that many years ago that's how actually no i already knew I was already friends with like all the Fight Amp dudes, McGinnis and DR and stuff. But essentially, we started low dose after divorce and um, Fight Amp. So they like hit me up because they like my band, and I was friends with them and I already like their band. Um, but yeah, divorce, legendary divorce is probably like the, my first like serious, serious band, I guess. Okay, and yeah. <clears throat> Were you, like, um, touring in that band and stuff? We didn't really tour. No. We played, like, some out-of-seat shows, but it was very weird because it was with my ex-husband, and um, we had a very tumultuous last few years of uh, our relationship, um, which this band was a part of. Uh which made a lot of things very confusing and um, tricky. So, yeah. yeah, but we wrote a lot of cool songs, and I was very stoked on them. And I haven't listened to them in a very long time, but I'm sure I would still be stoked on them. So. first time when you played like music to people like did you was it do you feel like it was 
an entirely different feeling than when you perform dance like and how would you like compare those um when i first started playing music out or like playing music now um i feel like those are very different yeah i guess i guess go with first and then and then like how that evolved um when i first started playing music live it was terrifying i was absolutely terrified um i was never really terrified going on stage to dance i was pretty confident in that um i was really scared maybe it was like because i was like performing it was like more vulnerable um maybe because it was just like a more vulnerable performance just by nature you know Mm -hmm. um I think I had like a little bit of imposter syndrome too. Um, I think that also uh, stems a lot from like my transness and stuff, which is like a whole nother uh, thing I'm like currently exploring um, mm-hmm. idea, I guess, concept. But <clears throat> um, as we self reflect, right? But yeah. uh, I don't know. I think it was really scary at first. And I was really intimidated um, by the experience, but I still loved doing it, and I still really wanted to do it. Do it, and I kept doing it, and then I just kept doing it. <laughs> and the more I did it, the less scary it became. Um, and then when I I quit drinking like a year ago, and that made everything like a lot easier to um, the clarity was and stuff. Yeah. So. I think now when I perform <clears throat> live, it's much more akin to when I used to dance because I feel very comfortable and <clears throat> um, yeah, and and I'm just like having a great time and letting a lot of shit out. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I wonder if it, mm-hmm. if d- did you feel um, <clears throat> did you feel like there was something about the like um the nature of of doing vocals that was contributing to that like how and on a guitar you literally can just look at your hand and look at the fret and you know if you're doing it right but vocals can be so different because it's something that you just mentally have to like shoot for like I mean, even like, you know, vocal trainers and stuff will be like, say things like, you just have to know where the note is and go straight for it. Don't, don't reach up for it. Just go straight there. And that's such a hard concept to wrap your head around. So I feel like vocals, there's always a, 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 an unspoken, like, what happens if I go to put it out there and it's just wrong? <laughs> like, does that make any sense? Or is that not? No, what? yeah. No, it makes total <laughs> sense. Um, for me, though, singing is very, comes very naturally. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, yeah, so I was actually just talking about this the other day, like how it's kind of, sur- it's very surreal. Like, sometimes I, I'll like be really stoned or something being contemplative and be like, what if I just like don't know how to sing, you know, like <laughs> tomorrow or something like this. Cause now think about like 
Yeah, you can't really explain knowing where notes are, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it just happens. Like, I just, it is very that. It is very much so, like, that's where the note is. And then I just go there and it's there. It's, that is exactly it. I can't explain it. It's very fucking surreal. Um, Very cool. Um, I'm very thankful that it's easy for me. It's cool. I think for playing live when I first started doing it, maybe it was like the combination of playing guitar and singing um, that intimidated me. I think it was more just like, I like, um, was like always trying to like catch up to like, like not to be like, this is sadly like very much so the way a lot of punk music, a lot of music is in general, rock music, all music, like, you know, this, like, boys club situation, you know, and I still, like, desperately wanted to be a part of it, and I think I was, like, very intimidated by by that and the way that I was, like, treated within that community, and I think it also ties into, like, you know, my gender identity and stuff, like, now as I reflect upon it, but I think it was, like, this thing where it's, like, all of, and the people I were playing with have been advanced for years, you know, were, like, infinitely better musicians than I was at the time, you know, but mm. I was good at singing, and I could, like, I, I could, perf- you know, like, I was okay enough, you know, to pull, pull something off, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think it was, like, I think it was, like, a lot of that. And I just, like, so badly, like, didn't want to fuck up. Like, I, I couldn't, like, relax, you know, mm-hmm. um, for a while. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, you know very different but yeah i think that's kind of like more or less where like my stress would come from when it came to performing live in like a band yeah yeah it's it's wild like you know i think one thing that really started to click with me is like when i realized like that more people would ever like more people would hear your songs on the internet than like you would ever possibly, I mean, in my case, w- would ever possibly yeah. play for, like, just combined. Like, I could play, like, a thousand shows and nobody, and I would not play that song to as many people as could listen to, like, one album, you know? So, like, right. it's kind of like, it really, like, took the took the pressure off, I guess, in a way, because you're like... <clears throat> That's true. That's a good you, way to put it. That's good. You're like show up, right? And you and you've got like the other bands there and they're mostly probably your friends anyway and everybody's had a bad night and you're just like um okay, so <laughs> like there's 50 other people here, you know, on on like a decent night mm-hmm. or whatever. And you're like mm-hmm. so you know, what if I what if I drop the ball in, you know, like what difference does it make? You know, um, so a bunch of people wouldn't even notice, you know, other people yeah. like maybe they would notice or, you know, like, I don't know. I think that yeah. one thing that I consciously started doing was just um, not th- not thinking about playing guitar because that was really what was difficult for me was to th- concentrate on both things at the same time. So I had to just sure. like make it to where yep. you don't worry about playing the guitar because you're you'll just you don't do worry it, about it right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah. And that's like a, that's a wild thing to uh, explain to someone as well, just like the knowing where the note is. But yeah, I mean, it's like, um, that's the only problem. Get into your brain. Yeah. And you're like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's the only time when I have trouble with drums as well is when I start actually thinking about playing them. Like when I'm just like wondering what my kids are doing at home or whatever, like while I'm playing the set, it's totally fine. But, but as soon as I'm like, is this the third time or the fourth time? Then I, then I, you know, I goof it. Right. You trip yourself up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which is just, uh, the, the, the less you, the less you worry about it, the better. Um, yeah. So I agree. You, you, um, were you saying that like, because I'm I'm not you know that familiar with your your prior bands, um, is yeah. were you in bands with the other folks in Rid of Me like before Rid of Me? Is that what you were saying? Yeah. So McGinnis, um, guitar. He um, him and I were in a band before Rid of Me called Lodos. Um, okay. Yeah, together. And then when that band broke up, him and I were immediately like, let's start a new band. So it started with us, and then we hit up Howard, and we're like, yo, Howard, come play drums with your boys. And he's like, hell yeah. And then we started with me. Yeah. 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 Um, mm-hmm. It's, um, I don't know, you know, it's like, it's only uh, a, a perception based on, like, you know, pictures online and stuff, but it really does seem like there is a kinship in the band that like goes beyond just like playing music and stuff. And I think there's something to the music as well that like reflects that. I don't know if that's, if I'm. That's awesome. No, you're not misreading it at all. We're the three of us are like best friends. We're super, super close. We love each other very much. Uh, The music we make together is an expression of our love for each other. And as well as it is a creative outlet and, uh, no, we're very, very close. So I'm glad that you picked up that vibe because yeah. that is absolutely correct. Yeah. That's awesome. Very lucky. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Very lucky. Yeah. So it was just like the, you know, you were already playing and then it was just, you already knew the drummer as well. And it was just like perfect storm. Let's, you know, yeah. let's start something together. Totally. <clears throat> Howard and McGinnis used to be, so McGinnis used to be in a band called Fight Amp. Um, and Howard used to play drums and fight amp at one point. Um, they've had a couple different drummers, but so they've also been in a band together, separate. And then Howard and I have like jammed together. Like him and I have been like writing songs on and off for a few years, just like hanging out. So it just kind of made sense. Plus we're all yeah mad mad tight. So yeah, awesome. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't. It's like I know that y'all had just released the LP and stuff, but, um, what are like, what are y'all focusing on at the moment? Is it like, are y'all getting ready to do some shows or are you writing for writing for new things or? We're writing right now. Mm -hmm. We we have like, um, (coughs) we just finished (coughs) recording a bass part for a new song last night. Demoing. We have, (coughs) hold on. One, two, Three, four, five, six songs, I think. Yeah, 
six new songs we're working on. Uh, <laughs> we just recorded two covers that we're going to put out um, for fun because we just like to do that shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we, we recorded a cover of Interpol's PDA and uh, Shellac, Pray to God. So we're going to put them out. Awesome. And then, uh, yeah, stoked. And y'all then, should, <laughs> yeah. Y'all should do something yeah, for the Halloween covers comp that I do every year. That'd be oh, awesome. Oh, we'd be totally down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've the, been doing one for like four, four years now. Yeah. It's, it, they're usually cool. pretty fun. So like y'all are the only band that I know that does like as many covers as, as you know, my bands do, <laughs> which is like, yeah, it's fun, right? And it yeah. keeps your brain active and it keeps you thinking about, you know, like for, for instance, we recovered the, or we recovered, sorry, I've been smoking weed. We covered, um, this, uh, this Interpol song and McGinnis is immediately like, dude, totally inspired. Like I have this idea. So it's like also cool. Cause it's like, Oh, once you learn how to play like a song that you've loved for a really long time and you're like, Oh, this is like how they wrote it. Or these are the parts, you know, like, yeah gets your brain thinking in other ways, which I think is really helpful. And, and it also like gives us a breather. Like when you were talking earlier about how you need to like sometimes like step away from, you know, the music that you're making or whatever you're working on, like that's like really huge because you stop being able to really hear it. So like, it's nice to give our, our, ourselves like a little breather and be like, yeah, we're just going to like learn and record this cover. Cause it's like fun and fuck it. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we have to, yeah. If you have any cover ideas, let us know. We're open. Oh. <laughs> We're open to- oh, that's, whoa, that'd be awesome. Yeah, um, yeah you know, it's, yeah. the other thing is like, I was, I was wondering, like, have you ever um, gotten to where you, you're going to cover a song and you sat down and, and you're like, before like really listening to it, you're like, oh, I got an idea how this bass part goes and you sort of start fumbling around. But then when you actually dig into it, you're like, I was so fucking wrong. Like, it's oh, yeah. It, it, yeah, there's been stuff that really surprised you. Because, like, th- that definitely happens to me where you think, like, oh, yeah. this song just goes like this. Because you have this um, you have this um, concept of the song, <laughs> like, as a whole, right? Yeah. But as then a whole, you yeah. have mm-hmm. to dig into that specific thing and you're like, yeah. the drums don't even go the way that I thought because, <laughs> like, I was... Yeah. I was picking up on Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. What which song have you done that was the most like that? Well, the most pain in the ass song that I've done was okay. PDA. Okay. Uh and that reason being main reason being, aside from the fact that it's just an insane bass part. Oh, they're uh, bass players. Insane bass player. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wild dude. Makes really cool but like weird decisions and you're like oh you're just switching here okay bro um mm-hmm. anyway sick and it's really fun to play but what was really annoying about it was um so they play well he plays in drop d right okay. but they play in standard we play in drop c sharp and we decided that we were going to keep it in our tuning okay so I had to learn the bass part, but I couldn't play along to like a YouTube video or like the song itself. Right. I had to write out tabs and just play along to drums. And because there's so many like random switches and you know, like whatever, mm-hmm. um, it's just a crazy bass part. Like that was definitely 
a little maddening. So I was just like, wait, how does this part go again? And then have to like, is this where it switches? And is that where it switches? Uh, so that was. Yeah, it's a lot of yeah. like, like on the fly. Like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> uh, glad yeah, I don't have yeah, to do like, that again. Yeah, a lot yeah. of like on the fly uh, calculations sort of kind of thing. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, just kind of being like, okay, yeah, because normally I'll I'll learn uh, something by li- I'm a very like audio. I'm very like I'll, I if I I normally learn shit by listening to it, you know, mm-hmm. and then I'll like play along to it, and then I'll be like, okay, not that I can't learn tabs, but normally I'm like playing along to like a guitar part or something, you know, like something else, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So and then or it's like in the tuning that I know, so I know the song really well, but I know it as being played in you know drop E standard, yeah. right? Which is also and weird so, when you go to sing it, like, and you're like, yeah, I did. I had to go down half a step mm-hmm. for everything. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was. Yeah, thankfully, again, like once I started, I like got it in my head that way. But it, it was hard at first. You know, it's a hard thing to like switch that, right? And mm-hmm. it's like I know the song so fucking well. I've listened, beaten the shit out of it, like you know, over two decades. So, yeah. So that was like that was like an interesting. But it was cool, and it, I feel like a better musician coming out of it. So I'm like, oh, okay, I did this, like, kind of hard thing, you know? Like, not hard, but, like, something that I don't normally do, right? Like, I had, to, I had to learn it a way that I don't normally learn songs. You know, I had to think about the song in a way that I don't normally think about music. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did, which, yeah, I appreciate, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's wild, like, how little or how like big a little difference like you the closest that i've come is like where i'll put a song in my daw and i'll speed it up because i want to record it faster than the original or whatever like not like double Uh not just like double time or whatever but like i just want to record it a little faster right so i'll speed it up in my daw so i can um, practice along with it and then I'm like okay this is the speed I want to record it and, and so I'll have listened to it like at bordering on like nightcore like speed you know or whatever for <laughs> for a couple of weeks and then when I go back I'm like isn't this a no 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 it's not I'm I got the right notes I'm just remembering this uh you know this um nightcore version of it that I was drumming along to um which, you, that's so funny. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I recommend I recommend anybody that w- wants to like get like in shape or whatever as a drummer, like not physical shape, but like just to get themselves like to where you know they feel more comfortable and stuff playing something. Just just do that. Just like speed something up in a DAW and play along with it, and until like. You know, it just gets weird, but then it gets easy. I don't know. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Plus, plus, also, you know, you can sound like you can see what all your songs, favorite songs, sound like nightcore style. Um, yeah. But, um, uh-huh. Okay. <clears throat> um, uh, so, like, yeah, like I said, um, you, you know, you you all obviously like just did that record, but you're busy, like recording you know and working on new songs and stuff um yeah uh is there are there is do you have like a a release plan for anything or is there something that you know you y'all wanted to point people to um or like 
you know, s- tell people about something that's coming up? Um, <clears throat> well, we have these two covers coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll just be like on the internet for free. Uh, awesome. I think. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> sorry. I also asked that question. I'm, like, I, no, 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 it's good. I need to people. I want people to like, listen to my band. Right. I just like, I'm always like, is that what's happening? Like I'm, I'm straight up baby on board. Like I'm just like down for whatever. And then dads have to tell me what's going on constantly. So anyway, we have these, we have these covers coming out. We're working on a new record. I don't know when that'll be finished. We go pretty fast, so hopefully soon. Um, then, uh, I don't know, Our we have a ton of songs on Bandcamp covers and our full length. Uh, we're playing a show in Philly at the Yuki Club on August 12th with Sun Organ and Calmarks, two fucking amazing bands, if you're not familiar with them. Uh, whoever, fucking check them out. They fucking roll. Awesome. And then we're going to be going on tour in December. Um, but I don't have a whole lot of info on that, except for early December. We will be on tour. We're going, we're going down south. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. So that, that much I know. Yeah. Get me the fuck um, out of yeah. this uh, winter bullshit. Yeah. Dude, for real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please. And that was my conversation with Iteria Rosenberg. Thank you so much, Iteria, for taking the time to chat with me. Do yourself a favor and check out his band at ridofme.bandcamp.com. And if you want to see what else I've been up to, go to patreon.com slash human machine. Until next time, take care and do good things.